What you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. Hello and welcome to Mindfully Thrive with me, your host, Ella Humphreys. This is the podcast that celebrates the present, the joy in where we are, the journey it's taken to get here and the ability to see our greatness for the future. We celebrate female founders, adventure seekers, and creative entrepreneurs who are building their dreams alongside raising babies and any other life commitments that can so easily distract us from the path we truly desire. This is a podcast about coming back to who we are in this life and that our dreams, goals, and ambitions are valid and possible while also being a loving and present parent. This week's quote by the delightful Buddha is a favorite of my guest today. Lucy Sales is a mindset and energy coach. She has experienced working in both a professional role and also as a creative entrepreneur. She started from a very young age with the desire to be financially independent and built up a portfolio of property. Just after giving birth to her daughter in 2006, she took on a bricks and mortar business that came off the heels of her own passion project, exploding into a profitable business. During her entire journey, Lucy has become increasingly more aware of the work necessary for success. It wasn't about fitting in. It wasn't about standing out. It was about finding her true purpose and digging deep to discover what that meant to her. It is through this work that she has moved into a new phase of her life by coaching others to take on a similar approach to success. Through the power of intention, using intuition and energy work, she helps her creative clients build confidence, find their authentic self and embrace their successes. Lucy is highly motivated and motivating. So let's get some inspirational advice as we find out what we can do today to move us in the right direction towards our greatness. Hi Lucy, welcome to Mindfully Thrive. Hi, thank you. So before we begin, there are three quick fire questions I like to start with. So what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for this opportunity, to be honest. That's what come up for me. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be here, literally. So nice to have you here. What does Thrive mean to you? Yeah, this made me think. Thrive means to grow and progress in a healthy and balanced way so a really positive experience like notion if somebody's thriving or something's thriving it's a lovely word very nice and what does an ideal morning look like for you okay so yeah this is a, a massive sort of topic for me really in terms of within or oh, probably the last 12 months I've I consciously set out my day my ideal morning involves like intention so I I try and get up as early well before everybody else in the house it involves time unplugged time but by that I mean no time on the phone no social media until I decide you know I've set my day up so a 10 minute yoga practice followed by a 10 minute meditation I have celery juice in the morning that's my sort of nutritional start and um, I have a good think about what the day involves and how I'm going to approach it. So there's a, a I'll do a little bit of intuition um, sort of work and journaling. I use that if I need it. 
so it, you know depending on how much time i've got really you know if, if i've only got half an hour then the yoga the meditation and the salary juice if there's more time then i'll spend time on the on the other things as well great so you really prepare yourself before you then sort of open up your space for others exactly exactly that yeah Great. So as I said in the introduction, you're a mindset and energy coach. And could you share with the listeners what that involves and what are the general needs that your clients have and how you help them? Okay, so um, my mindset and energy work, um, it's really, I, I, I work with creative entrepreneurs. So usually have already got a business in practice and are perhaps feeling that they could achieve more, that they want more and something's missing so they usually work on goals that they're kind of wanting to achieve and that that can be either within their business or personal goals that they feel the benefit your business would benefit from and we look at we approach these sort of mindset things so by that we look we get clear on what your goals are um super clear and then we look at work on belief work so that means setting up looking into your limiting belief what's holding you back and then sort of transforming those to be more aligned with your goals and and where you want to get to I work with with the law of attraction and also uh, feminine and masculine energy as well so that's a huge huge topic but um yeah I can use that energy work to focus clients minds on exactly what they want to achieve and how they're going to get there so yeah I find it incredibly fulfilling and exciting so really positive working within and supporting people with definitely I mean I can really see how the benefits of just becoming more aware of our limiting beliefs instantly changes day but it's knowing how to make that change over a consistent period of time into new habits and new beliefs that takes the work of a coach really yeah yeah exactly and and it's having that support really as well you know sort of getting crystal clear on what you what you're wanting to achieve and then the clarity on and like you say the the self-awareness in terms of what's holding you back so what patterns are you repeating and and not realizing why you've been doing that and and unpicking those and reframing them to to work for your the goal that you're now having in mind um I think a huge part is for me uh, is belief work believing that your your beliefs create your reality so uh, you need to believe things can happen to enable them to it's it's huge and like you say sort of working alongside you know having somebody a cheerleader almost um you know that's where the coaching is so powerful and for our listeners to have a bit of an understanding of your journey um having known you for a very long time it's kind of like this idea that we have imagining the road to success and our vision of it is a very straight nice pointy arrow pointing upwards to the stars But then in reality, that road of success, it doesn't actually look like that. There's highs and lows, there's speed bumps, some broken bits along the way, dead ends even. So it kind of looks more like a squiggle of knots. And then eventually things start to run a little bit more smoothly and you start to get a bit of an incline motion that then creates that momentum to start moving upwards into what we all have our own vision of what success actually looks like. Would you say that's a pretty accurate explanation of your life path so far? 
Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Completely. Twisty turnings and uh, closed doors and yeah, yeah, definitely. So maybe it would be interesting for you to go back a little bit in time, not too far back in time, to when you're in high school maybe and making those decisions for life's big dreams and goals. Yeah, could you share a bit about that period of your life? Sure. Yeah, so through I when I look back now, it's very clear to me that I did intuitively know what I wanted to do. And at the time, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I definitely wanted to work for myself. There's no doubt about it. I used to have all sorts of ideas about what my business would look like. And uh, floristry is something that was really sort of appealing to me. But it was the 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 possibilities that lay within you know, the, the idea of being a um, running your own business you know I could be a millionaire if I did that and that was that really a fire in my belly um, but the expectation or the you know society and education system and family and all the different you know all those good things they don't point to those <laughs> down that route they all wanted me to carry on with my education go to university get a proper job and take a far more traditional route so yeah so that sort of crushed that dream really <laughs> so you listened to I listened influences over internal influences. completely completely I'm well, good girl at that yeah. age we're very young you know we're kind of brought up to trust and believe in our teachers and our parents and everyone older than us knows best as it were mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. What happened? So yeah, so I I did as I was supposed to do. <laughs> I went to university. I'd got got a degree. I had no idea what I wanted to, you know, what course I could do that would excite me. And I I picked quantity surveying. Um, it was the only queue in the in the career book, and um, it sounded all right. So I went for it. Um, and I had a very miserable time at uni, really. But when I look back, but I stuck it out, and that's what you do. And I got a really good job. But there was always something not right. And I just used to think it was me. I used to just think, I'm just not good at I'm missing the point here. Why can't I be good at anything? So I would I've changed jobs regularly. No fear of doing that, really. And again, I look back and I think it's because I just knew I needed to be happy. Um, I wasn't prepared to settle and just plod on so I yeah I've got had lots of different jobs and and it used to astound me how didn't matter what what interview I went for I used to seem to be able to get whatever job I wanted and I guess that's belief work again see when I look back that if you believe you can do it you can you know and it's just so true probably 10 years if not more than that uh yeah in and out of unfulfilling careers you know good well-paid jobs um so what then so how did you find the courage then to run with making changes and move into the creative entrepreneurial side you sort of twists twists of fate really um my first entrepreneurial leap was into property development so i managed to get through my unhappy 20s i managed to get myself very heavily in debt I I look back now and I think it was because I I knew I was supposed to be wealthy (laughs) so I just lived beyond my means um it was a very traumatic sort of and shameful experience I was determined to get myself out of it through 
you know, hard work. So I was buying and selling houses and then somebody pulled out of a house sale on the, on the last day, on the day of completion. Felt like the whole world had fallen in on me. But somebody uh, at work said to me, why don't you rent it out? I dismissed it initially. But anyway, that, that's what led me to my property portfolio. So that was my first entrepreneurial leap. And it really gave me the courage, you know, the, the belief that I can do this, you know, and I'm loving it. I love the the, the risk and the, but also the, the freedom, you know, the sort of, I think any job has always made me feel like I've had my wings clipped and that's, that doesn't sit well with me. But yeah, so that, that was the first. And then the next, the more creative sort of, I guess I sort of say that in a way that the what sets me internally sort of felt more aligned was when I was pregnant with my daughter so Sienna's 15 now and I was looking for nursery decorations that, and I just couldn't find anything that was bright and cheerful so I ended up making bunting to go around the, the, the room you know the top of the room and it led to me setting up an eBay shop which led to a website so so that was the next venture as it were yeah <laughs> From that, uh, so yeah, from so from that, I kept that. Then, then I was on maternity leave. I was self-employed as a as a quantity surveyor at that point, and that felt good because being self-employed, although doing the job wasn't what I wanted to do, I was self-employed. So again, these wings can I can up and go, and I can do whatever I want to do. So I was on maternity leave, and then I got a phone call from someone I used to work for offering me a job again, back doing professional construction um, project management. And I went back to it like this good girl. It's the only way I can explain it is that I just sort of felt like that. You should be grateful for that opportunity. You know, it's a good money. It's secure. So I off I go again back into a job. Um, I kept the website with the bunting going and I, I got divorced in the meantime. So then it was a case of, right, well, I've got to, um, you know, pay the bills and, and everything. And then I was dropping Sienna off at breakfast clubs picking her up after school you know from um after school clubs and she was like three three and a half and it used to break my heart every day and I thought what am I doing I just had my notice <laughs> and I cut my cloth I was earning off my rental properties and a little bit from the website and I just thought we can do without certain things I'll get to spend more time with her and I can do what I want to do you know I can be this businesswoman so that's what I did and it, and it did, it grew, the Bunting, well, Bunting Queen, my business was called, um, it grew into, you know, a sort of a profitable business, you know, from just a pipe dream, really. And I set up Bunting Hire, that was what we did. So um, it's something that wasn't really done and we did weddings and I was just a Bunting spe- specialist, <laughs> which is the most bizarre thing. <laughs> so you can make money out of triangles on a piece of string, you can make money out of anything. <laughs> all fitted in with Sienna so it's about that balance then I think you know so it led Um, to a bricks and mortar business yeah yeah employed uh, by the you know by sort of 2018 we're doing you know selling furniture paint doing workshop creative workshops we're still doing the bunting um bit of a lifestyle shop 
employing about nine ladies you know so we're doing we're doing all right you know it's sort of from nothing you know no debt picking at sienna when i want to pick her up from school you know all flexible fits in with um with home life and it was good it was it worked what's coming to my mind right now is that your story is reminding us that life is full of changes and surprises and so we have to maybe learn to trust our inner voice and guidance and if we can move with that current as, as resisting the flow of things can really create the problems that we end up suffering through. Would you agree with that? Yeah, completely. 100%. Yeah, it's having that resistance to, you know, for it not to, to knock you off, off kilter completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we have to keep reminding ourselves to keep an open mind so that the possibilities of new ideas and fresh options come to us. So was yeah. there a dramatic moment that led you to this new journey of coaching? You closed your business down? Yeah, so that's interesting because in theory, by sort of 2018, I had everything, you know, what was wrong? Why? why I thought in about 2016, I, I kept thinking to myself, oh, it's it's me, it's my self-confidence. It's how I feel about myself. It's something physical. So I thought, oh, I need to lose some weight. So that's what it that, that's what it, I feel better after I've lost weight so I, I enrolled with a personal trainer lost three and a half stone and felt physically you know looked amazing I was really chuffing myself I could you know look in the mirror naked and be happy with who was looking back at me and it'd been a while since I'd had that but I still wasn't enough it just still didn't quite feel right and I kept thinking that wasn't the answer that's not that's not it so I thought, right, I've just fallen out of love with the shop then. I've done this now. Sienna was going well into secondary school and didn't need me to pick her up from school anymore. She, you know, so I thought, I'm okay now. The the work of the shop is done. I'll find a new challenge. And nothing really showed itself. So I went back to a professional job again. Again, because somebody offered me a job, so I went with it because I'm polite and I'm a good girl. And that's how I think I, you know, sort of saw it. But I was desperately unhappy. I can't tell you, you know, so low, so wasn't fitting for me. So I put somebody, I put me in touch with an intuition coach and she just intrigued me. I just went to talk to her and I thought, and I've looked back on it now and I, I realised that I thought she was going to tell me what I was supposed to be doing. I do literally think that outwardly I, I thought the answer was somebody else had the answer yeah. for me. And I would go and have a meeting with her and she'd go, Lucy, right, what you need to do is this. And it's going to make you blissfully happy, financially secure, and you sort, you'd be sorted. And she kind of did, but not in the way that I thought she asked me to go home and she said you just need to unplug and dream mm -hmm. what is she talking about so it led me I'd always been interested in self-help books and things like that because again I was looking for this answer I'm going to open a book and it's going to be staring back at me so I did what she but I took my headphones go on walks and take my headphones out and anyway so I spent time just trying to reconnect with myself and I was guided to a, a course which was you know self-discovery and then it all just started to click into place it just made massive sense to me I had to dig really deep mm. 
So the answer that I've been looking for in anyone I met or a book I read or a, a, a program I've watched or anything like that, the, the belief that it's within me was just revolution. I just, you know, it's, it's a shame it's taken me for, it took me 46 years to realise. <laughs> I think it's in our 40s that we end up realising we're not hearing it from anyone yeah. around us <laughs> and yeah. we need to sit still and just be present. Okay, so this is a segment in the episode where we take some inspirational pause and find out what our guest has been up to this week. Lucy, what are you reading? Okay, so yeah, I've uh, been reading, I'm currently reading, well, a number of books, but the uh, the main one is uh, Discovering the Inner Mother Uh by Bethany Webster. Bethany Webster. Yes, yeah, it is really good. It's about a mother wound, it's about. So it's uh, really quite deep, but very interesting, sort of looking back through um, your feminine ancestors. Um, yeah, that's right, exactly. And patterns of sort of behaviour and treatment, usually down the maternal line, as it were and recognising those traits and patterns, I suppose, uh, and then seeing how to adapt them to to a more positive and enlightening, I suppose, sort of angle for you as a parent to pass on to your children. Very interesting. I definitely know that I repeat patterns that my mum used to make, and I'm very much aware of it, and certain, certain ones I really am trying to avoid and change but it's very present in me yeah. okay what are you watching if anything if you have time yeah no the one thing that I sort of I've watched recently that was you know very interesting was a Netflix um documentary called Heal but you can look, watch look it up yeah and it have you, have you seen it yeah yeah a while ago really good isn't it about the power of the mind on your and, and how, you know influence on your well-being Definitely. amazing very good and what are you listening to um yeah the um I do listen to quite a few podcasts and um the one I've come up this week actually um is one called oh my goddess ah. so that's really good uh, about that's a touches on the feminine and masculine energy awareness uh so yeah I'm I'm loving that <laughs> I'll be sure to check that out. And who are you following? Anyone inspirational we should all be following? Uh, Barefoot Five. Barefoot Five. Okay. Yeah, a little bit confident. She's called Brooke Hampton. Uh, She's not for the faint-hearted, but I like her because she's wild and raw. And uh, what are you using? Any apps, gadgets or props or anything that you are using at the moment? An app I use every day is that is Inset Timer. Insight oh. timer. I use that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I use that for my meditation. Um, do you use the timer alone, or do you do guided listening? You, a bit of both. Um, I did. I started with guided. There's one in there. I really like a mindfulness, ten minute mindfulness. I think it is. So that that was like an introduction to my meditation when I first started. And then I will use uh, the just the yeah. timer. Yeah. So, but there's just so much information on so, there, isn't it? Great, thanks for those.
coming back to the present day, your daughter Sienna, she's now 15. Homeschooling has possibly been a little easier for you than other mothers who have younger kids, I'm sure. How do you structure your days to work and tend to your family's needs? Sienna is a real sort of self-starter and very motivated. So I have no, I have to almost stop her working more than anything. So yeah, in terms of what I do, I'm I'm mindful of what time I've got, you know, what's which time is requires me to have my mum hat on and which wife hat on and all that. And I think I just sort of probably just divide my day based on what I'm able to to do when. Sorry, Sorry. would you say sort of not setting yourself too many goals and not sort of overachieving yeah definitely not too much rigidity when we went into first lockdown I was like this is it this is perfect because I'm going to get all my teaching done I'm going to you know do it all I'm at home I can do so much yeah (laughs) less ambitious learning to just curb (laughs) curb the lists so much (laughs) definitely yeah um and and i do sort of yeah that you you just it's back to that flexibility isn't it and sort of you know uh, sort of honoring cycles of uh, you know productivity even you know that yeah okay it's not happened today but hopefully it'll happen tomorrow or you know and that's okay being okay with that um yeah I think that's uh, I I feel exactly what you've said yeah the balance of work life is about also acceptance of what has been achieved and what hasn't been achieved and just allowing that to be okay Mm. yeah definitely yeah I think a lot of this uh, not finding balance is sometimes the thoughts that we have in our head about how we perceive ourselves to be good or bad or not good enough or not achieving because of our own standards mm, yeah yeah and just being more kind just being kinder to yourself isn't it give yourself a break uh, and sort of assessing does that really matter how important is this uh, I think a, a big part for me in my last in my sort of journey as it were has I went I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle yeah and that was a game changer for me in the being very mindful of the present you know I'm not somebody that lives in the past thankfully but I have have been guilty of living probably half an hour an hour ahead of myself constantly if not you know a couple of days ahead and not really tasting right here right now and getting massive enjoyment out of every minute yeah that book I highly recommend it so um yeah so that's that was really good because you know, always looking for the next thing was my, it was my sort of uh, tendency. Whereas, again, back to balance and calm and inner calm has arrived, which was never there. Yeah. Which is so nice. And this is good enough. Yeah. You know, this is what you have and this is all you need, really. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was just going to say then, and, and that now is on, on route to wherever I want it to be and that that's exciting and that's brilliant you know so I love now you know that is do you regard yourself as someone who takes self-care practices um as an important part of your week like how would you recharge the depletion of your battery and your energy yeah massively 
Yeah, so I guess that goes back to the the, the morning ritual. Um, that's a huge part of that for me. I also I really honour my sleep now. Um, I was really I use the term a million mile an hour because that's my brain used to work that fast. I used to operate on that think that I had to be going really fast. I had to stay up really late. I had to, you know, sort of always be sort of thrashing everything. So I've inner calm and balance has arrived. Um, and that involves self-care, you know, and self-love, you know, sort of honouring rest as much as doing, you know. So like I said about unplugging before, I do have conscious time where I don't have any media on. I don't have any anything in my ears. I'm out in nature and I'm just seeing what my brain comes up with. And it's lovely. It's just yeah. a little before Christmas, there were, you put out a very inspirational post on Facebook and a really vulnerable uh, moment in your life that you were happy to share because of the good it could possibly do for others. Because um, just before Christmas, you contracted Bell's palsy. Yeah, that's right. So um, it just came on literally during the day, uh, maybe over a couple of days, period of headache. And then, and for those that don't know, it's a, it's a, a facial paralysis. So half of my face literally um, was paralysed. So... I had wasn't able to shut my eye. Um, I couldn't smile. I couldn't. It's and it's a bizarre affliction or whatever you come for. I didn't have much pain with it at all. Just scary. So um, it was a 24 hours in hospital where they told me that it thought it was a stroke. Then it was diagnosed as Bell's palsy. So yeah, it was a bit hairy to say the least. But the Bell's palsy diagnosis was really positive because obviously it wasn't a stroke. But this, I did a video when I first got out of hospital just because someone just told me to do it. So I just spoke to the camera and explained, and my face is completely, you know, asymmetrical, and I've got a rather big smile normally, <laughs> and um, I couldn't smile. So I just wanted to authenticity is massive to me I've realized that you know people showing up and feeling comfortable being just themselves is so important because that's that's just easy if you're just you so obviously that was who I was then so from the 17th of December that's what I look like I wanted to show up as that person and this might be how I am forever now I also wonderful sorry just to interrupt only also because I have a friend who also suffered with it possibly over 30 years ago she still to this day doesn't like having her picture taken she really suffered the fact that it was on her face and you know you cannot hide you I mean nowadays we're wearing masks so there is a certain amount of hiding going on but the face you know you cannot hide your face eventually It kind of caused her to want to stay at home. She mm. internally suffered greatly as a as a consequence of the Bell's palsy. And I feel like the way you just deliberately put yourself out there and faced it prevented that fear coming over you of having to then show up in situations that I think, yeah, I think I I could foresee that. I could sort of I had there was something at the back of my mind that was sort of saying. If you don't do it now, I think this will go bigger and bigger. And, you know, your, your your ego is going to blow this into some huge problem and you're going to shy away. So, it, you know, be brave and do it now. So I did strike very quickly. And the same with going out and about. Um, 
I could feel something inside me just just stay inside you don't need to go out you know so I forced myself to push through that fear isn't it and just keep you know because what do I really want I want to still be able to go out I still want to be able to show up and people shouldn't be you know it wasn't just about me how I felt it was people's reactions to things you know and if we shy away from what's perfect or what's pretty or what's supposed to be too much then you know that that isn't you know people should almost have to face it you know and sort of that not to make it feel so awkward and I wanted to raise awareness because it can happen to anyone you know so if you saw that or you felt it coming on yourself you oh that's what Lucy had you know Mm -hmm. if it did that to one person then that was some good had come from it and now two months later it looks like the treatments really worked and yeah yeah that's it back to how you were yeah I'm as whatever normal is for me that's that's where I'm at (laughs) use that word (laughs) (laughs) no I'm yeah I'm so and I am so grateful I had sort of a short short yeah that's it I remember looking in the mirror and thinking oh my goodness my smile has gone so yeah you're grateful for being able to blink and smile (laughs) Yeah, opening up to that idea that vulnerability can bring great growth. Uh-huh. I do believe yeah. that we can all benefit from that and being a little bit softer and kinder with ourselves and allowing ourselves to be seen in our truth automatically helps others connect and understand us, but also themselves, you know, and perhaps becoming more curious about what's going on and themselves might mean that they open up a little bit more too. Uh-huh. button so I invite you now to spend a moment in this present time space that you find yourself sitting in a chair or simply standing with your feet rooted to the ground we're going to bring awareness to our breath as we take a deep inhale through the nose and a slower exhale through the mouth. Another inhale. And a gentle exhale. Releasing any tension that you find in your body. And just bring an awareness to the consistent cycle of breath. Perhaps we can focus on the breath by counting as we breathe in. We can say, I know I'm breathing in. And as we breathe out, we can say the number one. Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, two. Breathing in. I know I'm breathing in, breathing out for three,
And using this time, in this moment, we can remind ourselves to have some flexibility about our lives. Knowing that life is full of changes and surprises. And your guidance is to move with the current, for it is resistance of the flow that creates the problems. And as we learn to accept the possibility that there are other ways, previously unseen doorways will be opened to you and you will move easily through these changes. Knowing that there is a solution to every problem. So look at all things with eyes of love and expectation. Then life force will flow freely through you. In this flow, you will feel healthy and alive and you'll access the necessary resources of wisdom within yourself to help you through the change. You can practice the affirmation, I am free and flexible. I am free and flexible. Finishing with a deep inhale, And a sigh. So back to the show. And so for those creative mums listening, wanting to make an income out of their passion that fits in with home life, what three things do you think you could suggest that they do to get started? Yeah, okay. So I had a little think about this. And um, the first one I would say is to really allow yourself to dream. So by that, I mean, just don't play small, be really, really ambitious and allow yourself to visualize what that will feel like. So where do you want to go? Where's this going to take you? My, that I, th- I think that sort of connection with your fire in your belly as it were that sort of keeps you clear on yeah I'm doing this because I want to get to here that's important I think the visualization it comes back to the quote that you gave to us by Buddha what you think you become what you feel you attract and what you imagine you create so being able to imagine that vision that life that you would like to create and sort of spend some time in that space The more that we practice that vision, the more that then becomes part of our reality in that we feel safe spending time imagining and hoping and sort of planning and good to desire things. It's part of our nature as humans to desire. Definitely, definitely. Uh, And it's part and it works back into that belief system, doesn't it, that you believe that it's possible so therefore, you, you know, you, you don't give up on that dream. Um, you, you believe, well, that's, how, that's what's going to happen. So I'm on the track to that. And I think sometimes we think that we've imagined something vast and it lands in our laps. That's not how manifesting comes about. They're the incremental intuit- intuitive steps that we end up taking trusting our gut that will then take us to that vision and that dream that we have it's not that it just appears out of nowhere 
it's mm. just the practice of listening and I think that brings us on to your second point perhaps yeah so um that was going the second one is uh so honoring unplugged time yes yeah, so I've mentioned this before but um so connecting with your intuition you know whatever you want to call that your knowing your soul whatever but you know really finding quiet time um I used to have the telly on or the radio on or something happening around me all the time and I hadn't realized that I was doing it um so you can't hear your own thoughts um so yeah that's that would be the second one is so that you know what is right for you you know you're not following anything or you're you know other than your own gut um I think that's really important so Um, being able to hear your own thoughts yeah, notice. yeah then you're able to notice the emotion that comes through those thoughts yeah which yeah. then gives you that guidance and that intuition to steer your ship in whichever direction you need to. yeah yeah that's right and, and I think kind of perhaps also you know connecting with the difference between your mind and that chatter and the million mile an hour that I was mentioning before but also you know in the difference between that and your, your gut you know you there's a a calling and, and, and quieting off this I should do this I need to do that you know who what will such and such think not listening to that going a little a little bit deeper and listening to your gut wonderful and your third one yeah the, the third one's about treat it like a business right from the start it's not it's not a hobby it's you're going to make money out of this and this is going to be what your um, is going to be your financial security for the future so by that I mean don't shy away of the financial side of things. As soon as money starts coming in, start to pay yourself, you know, sort of do recognise that this is is a, a money-making machine. You know, you love it, but it's also, it's it's there to make you money as well. So, and if you don't have that, you know, experience or you can learn those skills, they're just skills, that's all. They might not feel natural to you straight away, but you can just pick them up. So, yeah, it's a business. Don't, you know, fall into the hobby trap. Yeah, and speak highly of it yes more little thing happening on the side speak with passion about it speak it in a way that you believe it to grow into even if it's not right now how it actually is but yeah that's right yeah and um it's okay to fake it till you make it sort of thing you know that is good because you know where it's going to go so you know you, you believe in it that is so important but yeah it's a business well Lucy thank you so much for sharing your inspiring yet relatable story with us today um if any of it resonates with our listeners which I'm sure it does can you please share where they can find you and where to get more info yeah sure so I've uh, on Instagram I am lucy.sales which is s-a-y-l-e-s dot coaching you can find me Lucy Sales on Facebook as well I've got a website too which is lucysales.com and I'll put all of these links in the show notes so thanks once again Lucy and I'll speak to you very soon no thank you Ella I hope you found resonance with today's conversation. I think Lucy's story is a gentle reminder that life is about experimenting, trying new things and taking leaps of faith, trusting our intuition a little more rather than taking on the ideals and opinions of others, going inward to find the answers and eliminating the belief that others know what's best for us. 
Nothing in our journey is wasted or forgotten. Each new decision or choice has brought us to the person we are today. Without all the pieces of the puzzle, we wouldn't be the same person we are. And that to me feels a little sad. Looking back and in hindsight can often make us feel that we have made bad decisions, but in reality, we can never truly know how things could have turned out. Yes, things would be different, but not necessarily better. Lucy shared how her joy in her present is through having more presence, through practices that give her connection to her higher self and purpose. As a consequence, she improves the lives of all of those who are in contact with her. So spend time in contemplation this week. Unplug a little more, recharge and reflect on what's coming up. Your thoughts hold the answers you are longing to be told. Dream big, take your mind on new adventures. And when the persistent nagging of an idea keeps showing up, write it down. Know that your ideas are valid and take them seriously. Enjoy your week. I would love to hear your thoughts about this week's episode. Drop me a message at MindfullyEla on Instagram. And if you like the podcast, please share and leave a review. I'm learning apparently it helps reach more hearts and ears that may need to hear it. So join me next week as I have a joyful conversation with Caroline Pfeiffer, skincare specialist from the inside out. Caroline shares her journey on how she built a business that run alongside her family, quite literally, and we get some great advice for our own skin and general well-being. So see you here next Saturday. 